Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hello everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of The Doggy Pod, I'm Dr. Rob Zammett. And I am Dr. Rob Zammett's producer, Stephen Peters, Peters, can't even remember my own name. Uh, thanks for joining us again and we're going to talk all things dogs this week, but it's a bit of a treat because we had such an, a reaction to our sex special. I'm glad you got that reaction word reaction. right. <laughs> such a Not reaction. Direction, direction, no, we yeah. had a reaction to our sex special from a couple of weeks ago. But of course, we didn't get to tell all the stories. So we'll be doing the second half of uh, the Doggy Pod sex special. Well, maybe half. It could be the third. Who knows? Because there's a lot of pieces to fill in the rest of the dog's journey. We're going to go from conception right through to puppies. And until you get your puppy at eight weeks of age, what has to happen to it if you've got a good breather? We'll be talking about the miracle of birth. Uh, backyard breeders, mm, bad people, uh, and whelping and all sorts of stuff. But first, what's been happening today? I think you were quite busy this morning, weren't you, Rob? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. We had to delay recording because I was yes. running late. Uh, and why and were you running late, A Rob? horse with colic. And we talked... Once again, not something you get in the burbs very often. No, no it's not, I don't do horses. But, you know, it's an, an emergency situation. The horse vets were tied up. Would I come? Would I look at the horse? Of course, you know... Every animal deserves veterinary attention when they're in trouble. And this poor bugger, the haven't had much rain until just now, starting to come up. The grass will come up and hopefully cover the sand. He's been eating low and picking up sand, and he has sand colic. That's very dangerous in the horse. Colic in the horse, belly pain, that's what literally what it is. The horse was lying down, throwing itself around. It was in a lot of pain. If the intestines burst, the horse dies very quickly. You have to get things moving along properly. So it was a matter of getting the horse up, walking it a bit, then getting some injections into it. Uh, I was very pleased to just get a call before we started the doggy pod. The horse vet got out there and he said, what did you give it? And I told him, he said, excellent, you did all right. 
Now, which is good for an old fellow like me. I think it's well, good. <laughs> and so we gave it some buscopan, which, you know, people take buscopan tablets when they have belly pains and same deal with the horse. He had that. Had another drug called Flunixin, which is an anti-inflammatory, calms the bowel down. And then I put a tube into its nose, down through the esophagus, right down into the stomach. And we stomach pumped five litres of paraffin and mixed with four litres of hot water into its stomach. Why through the nose and not the mouth? Um, well, you, to get it... Or did you just make a dreadful mistake? No. <laughs> no, if you think about people when they're uh, in trouble in hospitals and have to be tube-fed, often they'll go with the nasogastric tube. It goes up into the nose. Trying to get it through the mouth can be difficult because you've got to keep the horse's mouth open. Mm. Yeah, you try that one. Not yeah, an easy no, thing. No. You've got to get to swallow properly. You've got to get it down there. It's just easier to go into the nose, staying down low on the nose, called ventral positioning, up, down, get the horse to swallow it when it gets to the back of the throat, and it goes down. You see it actually going down the horse's neck in what's called the jugular groove. Uh, blow some air through it to make sure you're there, because if you get it wrong, the horse dies. You, know, you can't be pumping that much fluid into its lungs and expecting him to breathe and live properly. It's not going to happen. So I did all the right things, pumped it in, and about... Five minutes later, this horse was, yeah, I'm fine now. I started eating grass again. He'd gone off his food. Everything was bad. But always get a, a horse vet in to check uh, that you're doing the right thing, in my case. And I was very thankful for him to arrive. Uh, my friend Dougie from Hawkesbury Equine Centre came along and said, yep, everything's good here, looking good, and everything was fine. So if you can't get a horse vet, Dr. Rob. Got to put up with a dog vet. Sorry, guys. <laughs> All right, we had quite a reaction last week to um, to the week before's episode of the Docupod, which was our sex special, or the part one of our sex special. Turned out to be there was quite a lot to talk about, and um, <laughs> people were fascinated with the fake vaginas and other bits and pieces that Rob got to talk about. So we, we ended that discussion with conception. So we now have a pregnant dog. We hope we've got a pregnant dog. Yeah, it's so what, what are the first signs then that, well, that your dog is pregnant? If... Don't look at people look at um, the, you know, a female's mammary glands, yeah, their breasts, and say, Oh, they're getting bigger and they're pregnant. No, every female dog, after she has a season, I said last time, was pregnant. In other words, they produce the hormones and they can produce milk, so that's not a sign. At around three weeks onwards, we ultrasound our females that belong to our clinic and we can tell if they're pregnant. Now, here's the thing. People say, well, how many puppies are there on the ultrasound? Mm. You cannot tell people. You know, people have an educated guess as a veterinarian. That's as much as you can do. There was a very big study where they got a whole lot of specialists to ultrasound females that were pregnant, and they had to record the number they saw, then how many puppies came out, and it varied in just about every case. You can't tell from ultrasound because there's too many. They're overlying each other. You know, sure, if you're just one puppy, you can often tell, sorry, I can only see one fetus. But if they carry them high, they carry them low, they all sorts of things, as long as you know that they're pregnant, then you can start treating them as a pregnant animal, a gravid uterus, a uterus that has babies inside it. I mean, on, a, on average, how many puppies does a 
dog the have? size of the dog matters and breed. Now, okay. certain breeds have a lot more dogs. A lot of the hounds, like greyhounds and Afghans, will have a bigger litter than uh, a dog of equal size very often. Uh, mind you, we've had, like in Nolding the Sheepdog, we had a litter of 13. Equally, we've had a litter of just two in Nolding the Sheepdog. Right. So it varies from litter to litter, from female to female. Depends on how many eggs are fertilised. See, when they are fertilised, because someone said that was one of the letters we did have, why do they tie together? Why does the male, when he puts his penis inside the bitch, lock in and yeah. tie? And one of the reasons, it's an evolutionary thing, when in a pack, you're running in a pack and a female comes in the season, well, guys, more than one male will make that female. By tying and turning back to back, no one's going to attack you. You've got teeth at both ends of this mating ritual. Right. So, oh, that's you know, the reason. So you, okay. you're pretty safe that way. Plus, um, the male is, his sperm rich fraction of the portion of the liquid is goes through in the first minute. After that, he's washing it all down with prostate fluid. So he's getting as much of his sperm down as he can. A day or so later, another male will probably make this female as well. Um, or you know, even sometimes a few hours later, it varies. And they can have what's called a mixed litter. On an evolutionary point of view, that's good. You don't have just one set of genes duplicating all the time. You have various genes. Well, meaning there can be two fathers to these puppies. Oh, yes. Wow. In the wild, that happens all the time. In fact, even these days, that can happen. You can apply to, I want to have a mixed litter. I want to have two sires for this litter. And you do DNA tests on the mother and the two sires and then all the puppies to work out which sire belongs to which, uh, sorry, which puppy belongs to which sire. But wouldn't that, wouldn't they then be a crossbreed of some... No, 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 no. No? No, no, no. See, you, you, you have two, for example, you've got an old English female and there are two good sires for her, but this is going to be, you're only going to breed her one last time. Use both sires and some of the pups belong to one sire, some of the pups will belong to the other sire. The DNA doesn't mix. You know, once the sperm inseminates that egg, that's right. it. That belong that egg, that embryo belongs to that sire. Another sperm, another egg, that embryo belongs to that sire. So yes, you can have mixed litters, and your DNA test will tell you who the sire is. So you can register them as pedigree dogs with that sire and that sire from, from the, the same. same litter. Wow. And the advantage of that is that you're getting a mixture of genes in the breed. You're not sticking to one sire all the time. And that's, that's a good thing for the breed because if you have one sire who's, you know, like he's the best dog ever and dominates a breed, all of a sudden you've got inbreeding in the next generation because you don't have other, you, know, you don't have other sires around. So you want to have different males throughout a breed to avoid too much inbreeding. So wow. it's not, not crossbred. So anyway, three weeks, we do the ultrasound. We may also uh, do a blood test to make sure that she's got plenty of progesterone. The bitch produces progesterone. The female dog produces progesterone from a structure in the ovaries, and that has to stay high for the period of 60 days while she's, uh, the puppies are developing inside her. So we just make sure the progesterone level is up. If not, we'll supplement with progesterone. The other thing that people will do, good breeders will do, of course, is just worm the female at six weeks. Now, that doesn't mean the puppies are born without worms. It's just to keep her healthy. Before all this, they will have checked that her vaccination levels are up so that 
the puppies will get good antibodies, not while they're inside the mother, however. Puppies don't get antibodies inside the mother. They don't cross the placenta because placenta formation in dogs is different to humans. Puppies get most of their antibodies from the first milk, the colostrum. So we have to make sure that she's pregnant, everything's fine, and we're getting now to the point of we're going to make babies. The female is going to have babies. How do you know? Well, the first one of the first signs, they start nesting and they, they want a place that's keep them warm and away from traffic. You don't want people coming in and out all the time. It's got to be somewhere where warmth is king and she can nest in that area and know that that den is hers. Away from other dogs, away from the sire. I did have someone ring and say to me, when can the male stay with the female? They don't. In the wild, the female will find a den on her own and she'll protect them. You know, lions are even worse. If a, you know, It's not like, I'm sorry, guys, the story of Simba is not true. If a male lion can get to the cubs, he will kill them. Right. He will kill them so the female comes into season again. Yes, he kills them so he can have sex again. Jeez. Pretty, pretty, it's a bit, that's a it's bit a, hardcore. It's a, it's a dark, dark world out there in the jungle, folks. But uh, And male dogs, they don't do that because the bitch will come in the season. She won't. But they just don't recognise them as their puppies necessarily. So they could attack the puppies. The bitch, the bitch a good female, will not let any males or any dogs, female or males, near her puppies at all. And you don't want people coming in now to see the puppies either. You know, just got to leave them, give them their privacy. So, the female's pregnant, and you've confirmed that it gets to 60 days. Around 61, 62, she does what's called drops over the flanks. Now, this is where. You, know, you see cows, Jersey cows, where they have that indentation at the back behind the ribs. I, I don't see a lot of cows you around my part of the don't world. Don't people ever drive around and want to see cows? <laughs> well, go to the Royal Easter show or go to one of your agricultural shows, <laughs> see some animals. Milk actually comes from cows. You know, it doesn't come in no, cartons and bottles. Down the road. Oh, no. And they have this little indentation behind the ribs and yeah, it's almost like sucks in. Same with dogs. When they're about to give birth, there's a hormone which is produced in every female mammal just about called relaxin. Relaxin softens all the ligaments. And that's what happens. It softens the ligaments and it, it virtually spreads the pelvis so the puppy can come through. It happens in, in humans as well. The pelvis spreads with relaxin. In dogs, it's usually 48 hours. It indicates when they drop in this flank area, you, you know that within 48 hours, they will probably whelp. And they should work. And remember what we said last week, dogs cannot go over time. So Once we'll just it, clarify whelping. Whelping is giving puppies, giving birth, laying down and, and having all the pains and tribulations of passing the puppies out. But, of course, it's not just one pup. She has to pass all the puppies and all the placentas. So before we just get into puppies, Rob, sure. Um, what's the story if if uh, one of our listeners has has uh, a dog, and and thinks I'd like to have a litter because I'd like to see what my dog's puppies look like, and um, and then I might sell them. Is is that sort of a thing anybody can do? I mean, there's nothing to stop you from doing that. And, no. and what sh- should you sp- obviously probably speak to a vet? But I mean, 
What are the dangers of just thinking, oh, I'm going to get my dog pregnant and well, see how it yeah, goes? Well, yeah, I, look, I see it all the time. People say, gosh, I didn't expect all these things to happen. I didn't expect things to go wrong. Mm. Well, things do go wrong. You've got to be well aware of that, and it gets expensive, and you've got to act quickly. The, the thing to do would be to get a good mentor in a good dog breeder, an ethical dog breeder that knows what they, they're doing, and they will guide you. Uh, you, they, you need to talk to your vet and to your dog breeder about what tests should be done even before you think about breeding your female to make sure she doesn't carry any detrimental mm, problems that, that she shouldn't be bred from. So that's the first thing you should do. And make sure vaccinations are all up to date. Uh, think about what sire you're going to use and how you're going to go about all this. And where is she going to have those puppies? It's got to be an area that at around at least six weeks pregnant, you give her this area sometimes even before uh, a whelping box it's often called called an area that where she can lie down have her puppies and no one will disturb it a, a warm area an area that's easy to clean you've got to be able to clean it especially after she has the babies you've got, you know there's lots of blood and other material that's there that you'll have to clean up you need to clean it every day twice a day clean the, the whelping box well some of our listeners might remember we um we went live on Facebook and, uh, oh, oh, there's a bit of action in the studio here right now. There's, excuse one of our... <laughs> anyway, what I was saying was, um, so um, some people might remember we did a live caesarean on, uh, on our Facebook like page. like to do that again. You know? I think we will do that Good. again because the response was huge. But, you know, that's because the owner came to you and... Was that because there was a problem? I mean, how do you know? We if were going you... to avoid a problem in that yeah. way. We knew that there could be a problem with that female. So that um, was what I was getting to. How do people know if yep. their dog's pregnant that there might be a problem and it won't sure. be able to deliver One thing that we recommend is in that last week of pregnancy, uh, make sure you get an x ray because then you know how many puppies are inside the female. You know when she's finished whelping, when she's finished giving birth. Otherwise, you might think, oh, she's had seven pups, that's enough, that she must be finished. Ah, Off you go to bed, point. and she could get into trouble with the last one or two puppies. you don't know how many are in there. You have no idea until you, an x-ray will tell you. Remember the ultrasound, I said, won't be definite with numbers. It'll give you an estimate, big letter, small letter, usually. But an x-ray, very definitive. So once they do start to uh, go into labour, just like a woman, they'll break water. Once, they, you know, once you see the water break, literally mm. break, they'll have a puppy within one to two hours. If okay. they don't, they're in trouble, off to the vet, ring the vet. And again, I, I, I hark back to what we did last time. Remember, you should have a veterinarian that you know that you can call any time of night. This is important. Because invariably they'll, they're going to whelp when it's inconvenient. Mm. And you've got to be prepared to stay with them right through the whelping, just to watch. Not to do much, but just watch. Uh, they, they won't mind one person being there. Just if you don't by. have that relationship with your dog, you shouldn't be breathing from it. Yeah, um, that's the truth because there's some problem there. So you just watch. That's all you have to do. Once the puppy is expelled, the bitch will lick quickly and tear open the bag, and she'll lick the puppy uh, to wake it up, and the pup will start breathing. She will chew off the cord and eat the placenta. Now, why do they do that? What for each one? <clears throat> for each one. Uh, unless you want to go in there and clean it up for them, which right. sometimes happens. Placentas in dogs, the reason they do that, it's the best laxative you can imagine. Why do you want the bitch to have a laxative? Because normally in the wild, 
They'll sleep in the den and not come out for love nor money. They will stay there and they will become constipated if they stay there. Having had the placenta, they think, oh, I've got to go to the loo. So out they go because they won't do it in the den and, and wreck their right. pups. Go to the right. toilet, then come back inside. It's nature's way of protecting the mother, her gastrointestinal tract. So when she does break water, as I said, a pup should come out within one to two hours. And then I, I tell my breeders, you should have a puppy every hour until they're all gone. If it more than an hour goes by, ring your veterinarian, there's a problem. If the bitch is straining and straining and not getting anywhere, ring your vet, there's a problem. Are there any signs earlier on that there might be problems coming that you should speak to your vet about? Not that you could see. Your no, veterinarian no. can do a vaginal inspection, a vaginal examination. That's the way a woman has you know, her gynecologist, obstetrician, mm. check everything. He'll... He can make sure that the bitch is dilating properly, that the cervix feels quite normal, depending on the size of the dog. You may have to scope to have a little look. Um, if it's a really big dog and the cervix is a long way up, you mightn't be able to feel it. Just make sure it's dilating properly and that everything is normal. Her blood pressure looks okay. She looks okay in the gums. Her heart rate's good. <clears throat> all those sort of things that a trained veterinarian in that field can let you know all is well in the world. Generally, most females can. There's certain breeds that alert you to being problems, like French bulldogs. You know, dogs that are very big in front, big shoulders, and and tiny in the backside, they can have problems. That would be the the thing that you look at. I look at the pelvis and just see how wide it's spreading, whether a, a puppy's head could easily fit through that or not. And if I think not, then I'll recommend, look, we're going to do a C-section, and that's that. I mean, how, how many caesareans would you do a week? We do a lot of caesareans here because we're a breeding practice. You know, we can do anything from uh, three or four up to sometimes I'll do... Uh, my record, unfortunately, has been six in one day. Six caesareans in one day. In yeah, one 24-hour yeah, period. I was on duty for two nights in a row, and they just kept on coming. The big hits kept on coming, <laughs> folks, and there was very little sleep that time. I was a younger man. I could take it. Oh, my God. Bring it on. Yeah, hit me hard with it. <laughs> But um, you know, it, it would be uncommon for us to go a week without two or three caesareans. And those caesareans would be done for what reason, though? Because there might you, be a problem? Or? Uh, a bit of both. You know, some of them are elective because we're worried there could be a problem with that particular animal. Or it'll be someone's rung up uh, the vet in the middle of the night and one of my veterinarians will go out there and dutifully look after them and do a C-section to uh, help the bitch get over whatever problem she's come into. So I guess um, a dog's like humans in as much as the male dog will show an interest in the puppies or as the male no, dog says, my no, job's no. done, I'm out of here, I'll be down the pub. No, he's, uh, he's down the pub. He's he was down the pub after the, uh, after the, after the, the jiggy jig. jig. Yeah, yeah, that's the jig. it. Never mind, whatever you want to call After the maving, he's out of, out of the uh, question. Now, yeah, they stayed together in a pack, of course, for a while, but as I said, the bitch would find her own den to have the puppies. And I harp and harp on this. Don't have visitors in when you've got puppies to come and see the puppies. Mm, it okay. upsets the female. Yeah, so you just leave her alone. She doesn't need flowers. She doesn't need chocolates. It's okay. Just leave her in peace. When the pup comes, when the first pup comes, uh, that pup will work its way onto the mother straight away and start right. suckling. <clears throat> that releases a hormone called oxytocin from the mother, which causes her uterus to contract. 
as well. The other important reason the puppies have to suckle straight away, I said it before, colostrum. The first milk is full of rich antibodies, which will protect the puppies from infection. If they don't get that first milk in the first 24 to 48 hours of life, they will be prone to infection and they could easily die. So it is vital that they get that first milk. And all of them will have to do that. They'll all get on and drink from mum from, from literally a very start. What you have to be careful of as a breeder is as the mother gives birth to the next puppy, she may turn around and feel a bit apprehensive or you know, hurting a bit mm. and she's you know, moving around a lot. You've got to make sure she doesn't squash that puppy or the puppies that she's already had. A lot of breeders will you know, put the puppy on for a little while then they'll just put them in a little box next to her, in the whelping box, so a box within the box, just so that she knows they're there, she knows they're safe, but they can, she can get on and have the next puppy and until they're all gone. And that's why you want to know when are they all gone, the x-ray will tell you. Yeah, I hadn't, so, I hadn't thought of that, I must say. So, the, so the, the father really doesn't have any maternal instincts or paternal, paternal instincts. instincts? No, he gets no paternal leave. <laughs> he's, he's out of it. That's but he's, it. Uh, so he's really got no particular interest no, if he's around. No, no, I mean, if they're like with old English, very often if they're they're very friendly dogs and friendly with puppies, mm. and they'll play with the puppies, but not at this stage. The bitch would just fly at any male that came near them. And even, even the father of the even the father, like wow. no, no, you just no no other dogs allowed near her puppies. Maybe at six or eight weeks, a male dog will play with them but he plays with them as oh another dog young dogs that's mm. that i can play with that's the most certain breeds i wouldn't trust to do that keep them separated certain breeds and you're not going to believe this the mother attacks the pups why um they're aggressive and they just do and they will attack the puppies so literally that it's a lot of the not a lot but some of the terrier breeds um so do you have and to take no, the puppies off? You have to take the puppies off and you put them on, let them have some milk, then you put them off again and you have to keep them separated a little bit. And that, that presents difficulty. When you have to hand rear a puppy, and we'll get that next that in the next segment, the problem is the puppies are so dependent on the mother in that first uh, few weeks of life, they even depend on her to go to the toilet. Pups can't go to the toilet without the mother licking them either around the anus or around the vagina in females, the penis in the male, without that licking stimulation, they get constipated and die. So wow. if you're hand-rearing a puppy, you've got to do that yourself. Yes. Hmm. Mm, not licking it. Don't no, panic. No, I don't know. When we get to that, I'll explain how to I'm do that thinking there's another way around There this is yet. a way around it, folks. So don't panic. You don't have to That's lick That's going to have to be in our... Um, uh, Next uh, segment. Pod Sex Special Part 3. I tell you, Stephen, sex is so complicated, isn't it? It's just part of life. All right, thank you for joining us this week on The Doggy Pod. Um, We'll see you next Friday. New episodes come out every Friday. As you know, uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook because there's always stuff there. Rob uh, often posts all sorts of random things from the clinic. Um, and we'll see you next week. Thanks again for joining us. And I do like what Franklin Jones, he was a humorist, said. Anybody who doesn't know what soap tastes like has never washed the dog. <laughs> How true. <laughs>
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.